This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and we're just going to hit you off real quick because we got Polly in studio all masked up. Remember, it's a pandemic, folks. Wear a mask with our intro and get right into it. We have a very special guest today. March's biggest tournament is finally here. We do not know who will be cutting down the nets at the end, but we do know there will be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog, win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Turning $4 into $256 is a 64 to 1 odds. Every dollar you bet could turn into $64. Pick one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up. For or to turn four dollars into two hundred and fifty-six dollars, if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code THPN to turn four dollars into two hundred and fifty-six dollars for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app, use code THPN, and thank us later, folks. Uh, Polly, I think we should just pop tabs because I've been in need. I've been working on the car all day. I need a, uh, I need a drink and we need to intro our guests. What about you? Absolutely. One, two, three. All right, folks. Adding to the stream right now, we have Iron Man himself, Carl Alsner. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Thanks so much again for gracing us with your presence uh, and and your hockey knowledge. You were quite the media uh, mogul here. Now uh, you told us that you know if if none of these bum teams in the NHL pick me up, I'm going to go full time into media. And boy, have you done it! Um, how are things going with you, man? <laughs> full time into media? I don't know about that. Just. <laughs> I'm just still getting my toes wet here. It's been, it's been fun though, and I'm I'm getting more and more of the itch to to do it. It's it's fun breaking down some games. It's fun, it's a fun way just to keep involved, you know, without actually playing or being a part of a team in some capacity. This is this is the next best thing. So you get to chat with some hockey people and and watch clips and and stay focused on games, and then I can be uh, I can be sitting on the couch working, watching hockey instead of just watching hockey <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> nice actually i'm enjoying this part of it but i gotta do some more I'm, I'm excited to do a few more games and and uh just i don't know get a better feel for it because there's so much timing and and trying to explain <clears throat> everything that you want to explain in a tiny amount of time right so that's yeah that's the part i'm still struggling with you know i want to explain plays a little bit deeper and really find the underbelly of what's going on instead of just giving you 20 seconds of 
of something that everybody knows, you know, you can see it yourself. I want to try and dive a little deeper into it, which is I'm still working on. <laughs> I'm seeing if I can figure that out. Dude, I mean, and I'm not I'm not just stroking you here because you you graced our lowly podcast with your presence, but seriously, man, I I like you on there. I think that you bring like a nice fresh breath of air. No no offense against Alan May. I love his old school hockey takes, which are always get the pucks in deep and bang bodies and funnel <laughs> bodies to the net. And if somebody pisses you off, kill them. Like I love that. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I love that he really brings that line. But um and then you know, there's Brent Johnson there. Uh and, and he's good too. But dude, I love your I really like your your uh, your takes and, and the the segments that you do. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's yeah, fun. So. So yeah, that, it's, it's just, it, you know what, it's, I think it's good having Alan on there mainly because he is pretty blunt. He, you know, he'll, he'll just say it the way that it is and yeah. it needs to be said that way. And honestly, I don't have that in me. Like I can't, I can't just, I'm not good at just saying it the way it is all the time. You know, I, I can see it sometimes, right. but um, you know, it's, we will occasionally tiptoe around something and he'll just give it to us straight and you need that. So <laughs> I, I kind of like that where we get to play off each other a bit and, and we text a fair bit about what's going on during the game and even after games or if I know I'm coming on in a little bit, then then we'll get chatting. But uh, yeah, I think we've got a pretty a pretty good crew so far and and our timing seems to be getting better. And I love the last segment with the players only one where we me and uh, him and Locker just got to chat about stuff, you know, funny stories that have happened during games or before games or with fans and autograph signings and all that stuff. So I think that is something that people don't really get to hear a whole lot about. And it's, um, they may seem like normal stories for us as players, but to be able to share that with people, they might think it's a little fun or a little different. So my whole thing is give everyone another perspective if possible. Dude. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, the way that the, the way that I'd liken it to is just like, chatting with the boys in the room, you know, like Mm -hmm. beer league from, I feel like once you hit like the age of like 12, like into the high school years, like you've been playing hockey for a few years now, like you get the the vibe in the room. And I feel like you guys pull off that kind of just like no pressure. This is what we're doing. We're here talking hockey with the boys kind of vibe, which is, but still keeping it like entertaining and and fresh in a sense. So I I think you guys are going to be good. And, 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 uh, what is it? NBC Washington would be would be off their rocker to not not offer you any more games next season or, or whatever that happens. Paulie, I'm going to cut you off because I can't see your mouth moving if you're about to talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you no, you're good. Like a hand up before I cut you right off or something like that. <laughs> but no, I was going to say too though. That's that's what I you know. There's some of these some of these teams. Um, when I say teams, I mean like media teams that are so polished, and that's great, and they're going to give you the information that you need, but. Um, I'm not polished at all. I, I just kind of winging it out there. And so I feel like that, that is, like you said, it's a little bit nicer because it doesn't seem, doesn't seem so formal. You know, we, we do just want to have a discussion and, and chat and it's kind of like, I mean, it's not a podcast, but I kind of like that feel of having a little bit of a podcast atmosphere into something that's supposed to be timed and polished and, you know, get the ads in and make sure that it's the right <laughs> segments and this and that. So that that part is uh is important but i also think it's nice to be able to just riff sometimes and and just do whatever you're feeling cuz those end up being fun like i i really like the guys that are doing it um i guess i don't know if you really see it too much but i think it's sportsnet guys kevin bx is on there now and anthony stewart um, i did see that with the with the been, um the the sports illustrated of 
Tyler Sagan in the back? Is that who it was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he had, uh, he had Ryan Kessler in there one time. Like he's just, he's just having fun with it. And Elliot Friedman, they, he, I think he's really good too. So I think they're doing a great job and that's kind of like, that's the big time, you know, that that's what, uh, a lot of people are trying to look to do. And so that's, I think they're good to learn from. And I've talked to Kevin about it a little bit and, and he just, he gives some good advice, even, even to me just about how to, how to approach it and what to, what to try and hit on when you're talking. Um, Cause yeah, like I was saying something so basic maybe uh, to, to me or to a player um, isn't necessarily that obvious, you know, it's, we, it's obvious to us cause we've done it so many times, but you still should point it out. So yeah, that's what I'm looking to do, but I'll try and get a few more games and we'll see. I, I think if we can get in studio together and start chatting, it's oh, going to be, it's going to be way better. Cause then we can really feel the vibe and, and, do all that and it'll be it'll be a good time yeah they, they might as well just be handing out like after game beers to you right just like let's crack them <laughs> open and, and start t- chatting it up boys yeah no this is awesome dude i i'm i i wish you the best luck i know that you're gonna this is this is awesome i think you're doing great so um appreciate it but let's talk about the first thing that we had slated and we we covered we we discussed it a little bit um you know it's kind of like brief, brief league news here but uh, last episode, we talked about the TV deal and, you know, from a fan's perspective, it's like, yay. And Polly had like a nice little quip about like, oh, great. The billionaires are going to get, you know, the billionaire owners are, are going to be getting all this, this new income. So that's great. And, uh, you know, you'd heard Bettman come out and say flat cap for four years, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. I don't think that that's, I think that's a little conservative by about at least two years. I mean, who knows what the next TV deal is. Uh, and so, I mean, what's it like from a player's perspective when you hear like a fat new deal, because that is doubling <laughs> the TV revenue. I mean, are you, are you chomping at the bit? Like, Ooh, next contract's going to be a sickie, right? <laughs> I guarantee you there's lots of guys that are feeling that way. Absolutely. But the number, I, th- I think at least number one thing for me that bugged me. And I know that some guys on the caps too, that we had, lots of discussions about it um, is that guys hate, hate paying escrow <laughs> escrow is like just something that bugs the heck out of you. You know, like obviously everyone pays their tax and that's fine. But then when you have like right now an, another 20% coming off, right. you're, you're, you know, I'm trying to remember what the tax bracket is in, in, in DC. It's like 48%. I think the guys are paying. So you got another 20% coming off of that. And it's just like, then you get your 3% that you're paying to your agent. And then, uh, you know, all the other things that are on top of that, your training, whatever it's, don't get me wrong. It's still a ton of money, but it's frustrating when you see your contract says whatever it is, then you got to not only cut it in half, but cut it a bit up and guys. That's what I mean. Guys hate the escrow. Right. And so if, if this can get rid of escrow or at least get it down from 20% to before all this happened, I think it was hovering around 14%, um, get it down to 5%, 4%, whatever they're going to be so much happier. And when you see a TV deal come in like this, I think that's what goes through your mind is like, okay, finally we can get, we can get this escrow down, whittle it back. So it is actually more of a 50, 50 split. And that's what, that's what the guys are excited about. And we've talked about it for years. Like why isn't ESPN part of this? Like let's get them on board. ESPN's huge in the U S and it's just, it always, it always boggled us. Like how, how are they not involved here? I'm, I don't know the backstory about it. I'm, there must've been something that's gone on in the past for them not to be involved, but, um, or maybe hockey just wasn't popular enough for them. I don't know, 
But right. the fact that this deal's coming in is so good for the sport, I think, just getting it out there a little bit more. I was just reading about it earlier today. Being able to hit like the Latin America market, the Caribbean market, more mm-hmm. European markets or access that the ESPN plus it's like this is unreal it's so much easier to watch games now and you can watch them kind of on your own terms too it sounds like so yeah I'm I mean this is this is a good thing players are going to be happy absolutely man and I mean I don't know Paul you got anything to add to that well I was gonna say uh so I took two things out of that so even if they don't actually get a raise they're getting a proxy raise if they pay less escrow Right. Yep. So even if it doesn't result in more money, they're giving away less. So that's right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I do have a question. So Carl, how did? <laughs> okay. So I'm imagining you know you you were playing hockey your younger years, right? Like about 18 years old. You're like out of high school now. You're like you're like getting into juniors, like getting drafted, right? And I mean you're like going to be paid to play professional hockey you you you, i mean you might have known it but like how did somebody sit you down and say like this is what escrow is this is why this is like can because i think that the whole escrow a lot of people are fuzzy especially fans they don't even know like what's the point of escrow and if you don't know tell us because i would validate our ignorance (laughs) but but like how was escrow explained to you as somebody who'd have to pay it well, so this is one of the things like everybody tells you with the NHLPA or older guys in the league when you're coming in, it's like get involved, go to the meetings, be on the calls, know what's happening with with your work. You you want to know you don't you don't want to just open your envelope and say, oh, okay, that's how much money I'm getting. I don't know what all these other numbers mean. That's fine. Let's deposit it. You figure out what's happening not only with your salary, but What's going to happen five years down the road or when the CBA is is over? What's going on with my health insurance? Am I going to be putting money in for retirement? You know, these are things that you, when you're 20 years old, it's like the last thing you're thinking. You, you're, just wait, you're just hoping to get your next watch, your next suit or go for a nice yeah. dinner. Like, it's just not what you think about. You, you guys usually have a good team of people that are helping them manage, but you just don't really understand until later on in your career. And that's what I started to realize a little bit too late myself I'd, I'd listen in on these meetings and guys are talking so fast and they're throwing out all these numbers and they're saying you know all these little seek these little codes and they're short forming everything and i'm just like i just don't get it and there's 20 other or 30 other guys in this room or 100 other guys on this call i'm not going to be like uh rewind that and okay <laughs> will you explain that to me again i i didn't catch it you're just going with it, you know, and right. you put in your time on the call. So you don't really pay attention enough. Um, but then because I went through that last lockout in 2012, I understood it quite a bit more. And that's actually when I left Twitter or when I, I, I just couldn't deal with it. I was getting so many messages from people saying that we we're being selfish and, you know, uh, greedy, what? this and that. And I'm just <laughs> like, I can't, it's too much to explain to you guys. I barely know it myself. It's too much to explain and no one's going to feel sorry for us. And, and that's fine, but it's still, when it comes down to it and like the big talk was they wanted everything to be 50, 50, you know, split down the middle. Okay, sure. Let's split it down the middle. But then this escrow comes in and what the escrow is, is pretty much like a, a make whole. So everyone has a break-even number. The owners as a business have a break-even number. If they don't break even, 
we pay from our salaries to make sure they break even. So that's what the escrow is. So say um, we always, I mean, we always use Phoenix or Arizona as an example. Whatever we're talking about, this they're Florida. They're like, Florida is going to lose $8 million. Okay, so we need to take $8 million, a small percentage from every single player to make sure they have enough money. Okay, Florida is going to lose $6 million. Okay, let's take a little bit more from every player to make sure that they get there. And one of the issues that players have, and this also, I could be wrong about this because I'm, I was a player. I wasn't a businessman or an owner, but you're always thinking, why aren't the teams doing more to generate other revenue? You know, like not just, not just relying strictly on, on the, the sales of the tickets and parking or concessions or whatever, like, you know, like build your team up a little bit more. Let's do a little bit more. Like look at Carolina. Carolina is a great example. They had that new owner come in and they started to have the storm surge. There were so many more fans in the building. Everyone was so fired up because he's like, let's just try something. Let's build this brand up. And now they're, they're doing pretty good, you know? So players are just frustrated sometimes with, um, you know, we go into these buildings and we see just, it's just dead in there. You know, it's like, yeah, let's, let's get things going. Vegas comes in and makes it the best show going. Like this is so (laughs) much fun to play here and they're successful right away. Right. Both financially and on the ice, so um, I guys get upset about that, and and I could be I could be wrong. There could be other things happening behind the scenes that I don't know that the owners are dealing with or the, the business is dealing with. But that's where um, we'd sometimes get frustrated. And anyways, long story short, escrow comes from pretty much players making the 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 team whole so that they don't lose money. Right. Instead of it being like the owner the owner's money kind of trickles down, like Toronto makes. 200 million or whatever, instead of them trickling it down, it's the players that make it 50%. So, and I think that a lot of the press and the media and, and whatever, at least, you know, and this is a podcast, so I can vent my personal opinion, but dude, if you're going to buy a hockey team, you better be ready to take it as it comes, the good and the bad with that, right? You, you mm-hmm. know, hockey is the is the unfortunately B team of major sports in the United States. Like you're going to have to know that to ask the players to make you whole after they're the ones providing the inner, you know, they're the product, uh, you know, not to really, not to put you down here, Carl, but like the, the players are putting it out there on the ice night in, night out. They're the ones that are putting asses in seats. And, and then further to your point, Carl, the NHL's marketing has been God awful for a decade mm-hmm. or more. And, you know, I think that if you were to say, Hey, your escrow is going to go down. If you do 15, um, more like charity slash marketing appearances for the team, I think that every player would be like, okay, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, yeah. or am I wrong? I mean, is that, would you do that as a player, Carl? Yeah. You, I think, well, here's the hard thing is when the season's going on, some guys don't really want to do a whole lot extra, right? Sure. They, they, they want their time to rest. They want their downtime where they can kind of break free from, from playing and get their minds clear. Um, but you, you make the young guys do it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> make the young guys do it. <laughs> they don't have stuff. They don't have as much stuff going on. So if you got to go and do some promotion, like go ahead and do it. But there's other ways around it too. You know, there's one of the things that's always been a sticking point that, they're doing now is logos, you know, like put, do some advertising on jerseys, on helmets and you get, they don't want to turn it into European hockey where it's just everywhere, but 
you can, I think you can make a couple extra bucks doing something like that. I know Carolina's owner has been, been uh, big into going along those routes too. It's just, uh, I don't know, there's more things and there's a bit of a hockey culture too with guys where they don't really want to be that out and outspoken and there's not as much self-promotion as maybe some other sports. Sure. Um, and so that that's maybe a little bit tough too, but guys are slowly starting to do it a little bit more. I think you see some of the guys in Toronto doing it. You see Connor Carrick in New Jersey's got a podcast that he does. Yeah. PK Subban's been like kind of the guy for the last 10, 10 years or so doing some good branding. Max Domi's unreal at it. He's he's got an arsenal of friends on Twitter or on Instagram and stuff that it's just unbelievable to see. Um, so there's guys that are out there doing it, but I think I think it can be done a little bit more, and that would that would help grow things. And and I have an idea that I'm itching to pitch that I haven't really I haven't really got for sure okay on it at all. But I mean, I feel like I should just give it to you guys and see what you think about it. Yeah, I mean, we're on air, so I don't know if you want to. I mean, if you if you want, we are live. Uh, seven people total are watching right now. So, and and <laughs> well, we will reach. A good place to start it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, well, yeah. Let's let's hear it. Well, it's just. I mean, it's just something I've been throwing around with a few guys over the last bunch of years, um, and mentioned it to uh, some guys with the NHLPA and stuff. And just my my thought was trying to change the whole uh, warm up of hockey. So okay. one thing that players don't really love is morning skates. I know media doesn't really love morning skates a whole lot either. Um, I'm not sure if coaches like it or don't like it or say they like it. it I haven't, haven't got that opinion just yet. Um, but uh, I'll give you this. If we're, if we're playing a game and there's no morning skate, for example, and I come into the, say we've played the night before, whatever, it's a busy schedule, no morning skate, I come into the rink, I do my regular warm up in the gym or play soccer, come out for my 15 minute skate around before a game. I don't take a single meaningful shot on net. I probably don't take one full hard stride on that ice. I don't make one hard direct pass to a guy that entire warm up. And then I come in and play the game. And right. it's just like, when you think about that, it's like, how the heck do you not warm up at all? really like an like a realistic warm-up and then go into a game where you all of a sudden got to go on i gotta be i gotta be perfect right from the start and so i'm thinking to myself like how do you change that talk to some of the guys that played college and they said when they'd get to the rink sometimes they just throw their like skates and gloves on and just go and stick handle around the ice because no one cared right like, well, why don't we do that some guys go out there with a stick and their gloves and a puck or whatever and stick handle a little bit I'm like, why don't maybe we turn it into like a shoot around or like the way that they do batting practice with baseball. And then I'm like, okay, so have the guys come. Normally you'd get to the rink at the minimum two hours before. So instead of doing morning skate, maybe have guys come three hours before, something like that. So you have, say, let's do the Caps, for example, home game. They have from uh, 5 to 5.45 where they have free ice. You go out there, do whatever you want, half gear, full gear, helmets and gloves, you know, as long as you got a helmet on or whatever, it can be team rules. Have the goalies go out first for 10 minutes, then have the D or the forwards, then have everybody come on, do line rushes, you know, take some one-timers, do all that stuff. And then your 45 minutes is done, come off, quick scrape, have the other team go out there for their 45 minutes or 40, whatever, 30 minutes even. And then they get off, 
and then everybody comes out for their two minutes right before the anthem, and then you get going and and start the game. And that way, this is where my my marketing side comes in. Yeah. Is have guys go out there wearing a shirt with a a DraftKings logo, you know, a, a whatever. Have have guys have hats on if they don't if helmet. Well, we don't wear helmets and warm ups anyway. So yeah, throw a hat on with a logo, a McDonald's logo, whoever wants to sponsor, you know, today's warm up. Have people come out onto the bench and watch warm up from there. Make it a little bit more interactive with the fans, and you're out there for 30 minutes. You actually get to do things. I can make a pass. Um, actually take a slap shot <laughs> instead of one little flicking wrist shot on Holtz that I always take. And so <laughs> it's just like, I, I'm just trying to think of something to change it up a little bit, get a little bit more face time for the guys actually get a real warm up in. And I've had like, if I don't know exactly how many guys I've talked to now, but say I've talked to 10 guys, I've had nine of them say that they're interested. One Dude, guy was sweet. just kind of like, nah, it's so, so. I, so I think that's, so here's the thing. And anybody who's ever lived in a large metropolitan area, how many times have you actually gotten to the rink for warmups? Mm-hmm. I always miss warmups. If I get to the yeah. rink when warmups are happening, I'm like going to get a beer. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting in Seriously. beer line. You know, you know, I'm going to take a whiz, get a beer, get some nachos or whatever, sit down. Um, nobody watches that. And then having the like two or three minutes of airtime, because again, and dude, that would work perfect with the, um, with the TV deal now that so many more games are going to be on like larger market TV or any market TV, um, having them, you know, kind of have that poster child type moment, but it's only like three minutes, dude. Like how hard would it be? Right. Um, dude, that's, that sounds awesome. And then I would be way more interested in the helmet. And like, if, if I saw guys out there with like just helmets and skates and like shin pads on, just like tooling around, and actually yeah. doing like full, full speed, like flow, like full ice. Cause that's what you're talking about. Each team gets the whole ice, like uh, yeah. an hour before the game, 30 minutes before the game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be, that well, would be sick for sure. How about this? You get, you come out and you get to stand down by the glass watching Ovi take 15 one timers. Oh and then God. not only that, but have the radar gun down there too. So every oh, one timer yeah. he takes, it shoots it up to the screen. And you get to see, oh, he does it a hundred, just at a hundred and five, you know, things like that. Just you can even have guys speed on them because they're trying to do all the the tracking, player tracking, whatever. Yeah. Have that stuff on there. Even passes. Like this is how hard guys snap the puck around when they're just passing. Sure. Like, just little things like that. You can just make it. I think you can take it to to the next level. And so that's um, that's where my head's going with it. Whether or not it'll actually be something because. I mean, we are stuck in our ways. Like the one, one of the old school guys I talked to actually former player, he was like, he's like, you're going to have a hard time getting guys that will want to do that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if I don't have to wake up at seven o'clock on a game day to make sure I'm out the door at the rink for pregame skate, get back home at one o'clock and try and get a quick nap and then come back to the rink. Right. Guys can sleep in till nine o'clock, nine thirty, ten o'clock, depending whatever you do. Guys are going to like that. I feel sure. like that gives their game day way more freedom instead of just being at the rink, back home, at the rink, back home. You know, that they don't want to do that. I know that they don't want to. There's some guys that want to do it. Sorry. Some guys enjoy that. Right, right. But majority of guys don't really like that. So, so Caps fans, you know, I think that we need to start a uh, hashtag hire Carl for the Caps marketing team <laughs> at this point. And like, you know, 
kind of consult is like a player development idea guy, dude. Yeah, I love it. I would. Uh, I I'm think that's guy. that's awesome. Yeah, you're the, you're the idea guy now. Um, so if you <laughs> hear it, if if this happens, Carl, dude, we better we we got to call some lawyers because straight up, uh, <laughs> the you know, NHL this... has stolen a few ideas that we've pitched. <laughs> like it's it's suspect. It is. There have been a few times where we come up with something, talk about it, and then it gets rolled out like a month later. Yeah. Like what? I think we got eyes on us. God, what was the last thing? It had to have been – it was bubble stuff for sure, like a lot of like how they would manage the bubble. Uh, But, you know, Mm. I think that's probably more coincidental. It is absolutely (laughs) coincidence. But um, – We're taking credit for it. If it it happens to you. say it was you guys. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's a pattern if it happens to you. (laughs) It is, right. If it – yeah, if it happens to you, then, you know, we're – I'm going to hire a lawyer for sure. I don't think this is something where I'm making money off of it. I'm just trying to make the league better. Fair enough. More fun, you know. (laughs) Is this something the entire league would have to agree on, or does each team like could they change their pregame setup? I think I feel like you could change it. You can do it however you want. You have that option to go out there for your for your allotted time before the game, whether or not you want to or not. Say we. Say you played the night before and guys are tired. They don't want to go out there for 30 minutes before the game or 40 minutes before the game. Go out there for five minutes, you know, go out there for 10 minutes and just feel the puck and that's it. Or continue to do your morning skates if that's what you think you need to do or just have a meeting. I feel like just having that as an option. I mean, I'm not sure how, you know, fans would not be happy. I would assume if they're coming to the game that much earlier to see a warm up and, caps don't come out today <laughs> you know i don't right. think they'd be too fired up about that but you still probably get a few guys that would just go out there and and tool around and i For mean sure. i still like to watch it i'd still like to watch somebody go out there and just fire a couple pucks and just see what they're up to it's uh that's that's interesting to me so i think you could keep it open i don't like when they when they put rules on it that you have to do this or you you know just have have some freedom and let them do what they want to do this is you just have to be off the ice by this time Right. No, and I think that the best way that this would get rolled out is if you do it with one team, much like you referenced uh, Carolina, who's done an incredible job of marketing the team um, mm-hmm. and being able to like do like a full-fledged marketing plan behind like the Storms. Now, whether that was a marketing derivative or not, but the marketing team has, on that team has publicized it properly, right? So it could be a, a – it was it's obviously a culture change, getting Rod the Bod in there. And then, you know, from then down, I think they've really kind of turned the organization around, which is amazing to see. So, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, um, I think that the best way would probably be to get into uh, uh, one team, do it, show success after a year or two, and then be like, I don't know why you're not doing this. And then, you know, because you're going to have to silence every hater on this one. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Well. Part of the issue, too, is that you're not allowed on the ice until a certain time and you have to be off the ice at a certain time. So gotcha. if they just have they won't I don't think they'll be allowed to just have one team go out there. You know, there's uh, if you get on that ice too early or you get off too late, you get fined like teams get fined. Oh, that. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. So you won't be able to just all of a sudden open it up to one team and say, yeah, you guys can have this and then hope everyone follows. It'll it'll have to be a full on it would have to be a full on rule change because uh, there's there's the other issue that could come up is ice conditions right because right. that's one thing that is a little bit difficult sometimes to to deal with especially in certain markets so 
they'd have to be really on top of that. You know, if the guys get out there and, and just absolutely destroy the ice and then the, then the rink crew has got to find a way to piece it back together before the game, that could be an issue. Um, but other than that, I haven't really come up with too many other issues. I think people coming in the building early, the earlier, the better, you know, that, that ends up meaning more concession stands, uh, sales, you know, and that, uh, that also adds up to hockey related revenue. So it's, I don't know. I've, I've been thinking about it, like I said, for probably three years now, three or four years. And I think it's, uh, it's finally time we start making a push. <laughs> there you go. Let's do it. We're, We're starting the first, revolution like, now, right here. Yeah. First official, official crew I've told about it. We've talked about it off air on a few things, but never, never on air. So we'll get it going now. Polly, I think that's our first exclusive ever, <laughs> ever exclusive anything. And that's huge. So, Good stuff, man. No, I think that's awesome. And, um, I guess we could, we, we've already talked for like half an hour and this is always how these podcasts go with you, Carl, man. I mean, like we've done one and I, we just went off the rails forever and it was great. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to part one of our interview with Ironman Butte, Carl Alsner. We always have so much to talk about with Carl. So if you missed our live stream and want to hear part two of our interview with Iron Man himself, please tune in on Thursday where you'll be able to listen to ours and Carl's takes on current, on the current state of the caps, what lies ahead and much more. We'll see you Thursday. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or oh, we're not friends anymore.